Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. This episode of the Strategy Hour podcast is sponsored by Gusto. They're making payroll benefits and HR refreshingly easy for the modern small business. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, excellent benefits, and exceptional service to take care of your team. Gusto is offering a totally free three-month trial just for Strategy Hour listeners. Sign up today for this exclusive limited-time deal. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy and unlock three months free once you run your first payroll. Yep, that's three months free at gusto.com slash strategy. Hey, it's us. Yeah, we're kicking off this podcast to talk about 2019. Mm -mm. Guys, that number is massive. Okay, did this year like fly by for you? For me? A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like it blinked. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, specifically, I think September was two minutes long. Yeah, our birthdays were not celebrated enough. No, they weren't. (laughs) No, they weren't. And now it's December. Oh, Lanta. So this episode is coming to you in December, and this is specifically for the people who might have put off planning 2019 to this late in the game, which is fine. I see you late planners. I've planned in January. Dude, we respect that. Like, own it. All right. But maybe you've kind of looked at everyone sharing their 2019 planners or their Trello boards or their whiteboards and their calendars and their 90 day years and their good, better, best. And they're all the things. And you're like, uh, and you just shut the laptop and you go like watch some more Christmas movies. I don't blame you. First of all, I don't blame you. Listen, I'm right there with you. We have already planned, but like just a couple weeks ago. So like, don't think we were that ahead of the game. But if this is you and you do want to actually get some stuff on the calendar for next year, we have some tactics for you, for you, for you late planners. And we also have just a brief kind of little, little sprinkle, little, just little salt for what we're going to do next year. Yeah. You're curious. Are you curious what we're going to do, guys? No, no, you don't care. No one cares. All right. Dang. I was really banking on that. (laughs) Uh, No. Okay. So looking ahead for you guys, my suggestion is you block a good chunk of time off. Like I would say at least an afternoon. Yeah. I would say a day, a whole day. And you need to get into whatever is your productive space. We've done this sort of thing in like a cafe and like taken over a booth and spread out with everything. We've done it in on the couch with blankets and hot cocoa. We have done it, you know, in the office with a giant whiteboard and lots of markers. 
and planned. So find what space is going to work for you. I think that's number one. But once you get in that space, here's what you need to bring with you. You need to bring as much data as you've collected this year. I mean, I'm hoping you have been tracking your progress on your goals for this year, because I think how that has gone is really going to truly impact where you're going. You're also going to want to bring paper and pins, and you're going to want to have kind of a system in place so that when you write all this stuff down, it's not just like a giant list in a notebook, but you Mm -hmm. can actually start mapping it out in whatever project management tool you use or whatever visual system you use to keep track of where you're headed. And how I do this specifically, because I've mentioned a couple times, I'm a very visual learner and process visually. I will legit print off 12 pages of monthly calendars. So January through December for 2019 will be its own page. And I will bring that to our planning session so I can see like, what are we working with? And so kind of how we tackle this from start to finish within our own planning session is we'll look at that calendar, we'll pull up the calendars on our phone, and we will first block off every single thing that's like already happening that year holidays, times we want to take out for vacations, birthdays, any events that are already planned where we're traveling. We block all of that out first and we make sure to give ourselves a buffer room. So like days before and days after we get back, right? And so once all of that is actually blocked off, now how much time and space are you actually looking at? You'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. Like Jen, I think we've added it up before and it's like, (laughs) it's like very minimal in the amount of days, especially because we work on a four day work week. Mm -hmm. And so although starting here's a discussion we haven't talked about, we can have it right now. Penny starts school in August. That's crazy. And so she will be on a five day work week. So are we just still (laughs) chilling? I mean, I think you should use that day to read and go grocery shopping. And I think we should switch it to Friday. Yes. I, Monday through Thursday instead of Tuesday through Friday. I could see switching it. It would definitely yeah. be an adjustment, but it would it would be good. Maybe a half day Monday. Oh, my <laughs> Tuesday, gosh. Wednesday, Thursday, nothing Friday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's been you get so used to schedule mm-hmm. that sometimes adjusting has been hard. Oh my gosh, I remember when Emily went on maternity leave. Oh, Atlanta. Coming back yeah. from that was difficult. But okay, so yeah. what are you working with time and space wise? Like what mm-hmm. do you logistically have? And be honest with yourself. Some of you are going to have a couple hours a day. Some of you are going to have weeks at a time. What is it that you're actually working with? And then in that time What are some key objectives that you're trying to accomplish? So I like to, I mean, I think number one, you have to really go back first and look at the last year. Okay, what did I accomplish? Did I reach my goals? If you didn't, are you just transitioning those goals into the following year? Right. Or are you like, oh, that wasn't actually for me and you're going to revamp? Either way mm-hmm. is totally fine, but I think mm-hmm. acknowledging but make a that. decision. 
And then setting an end financial goal to kind of wrap everything around, I think is really helpful. But I like to next look at launches because it's a lot easier to plan before and after if you know when dates are happening, in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. we are planning on, ooh, get excited, (laughs) three summits in 2019. Who has time for three summits? Oh my gosh. What are we thinking? But because of that, and they're so time intensive, both preparation wise and all the things, we mm-hmm. will end up plugging those in the calendar and then working backwards from there to figure out what we need to do when. Yep. Yep. So that's why I say start with all your hard dates. So like after you do vacations, holidays, time away, leave, whatever. Then the dates that you want to look at are dates that you're considering launching something. So like fill out with what dates are left within within your first filter. When's a good window of time to squeeze in a launch and squeeze in another one or squeeze in another one, whatever like different types of launches that you have going on in your business. I know that product-based businesses, service-based clients, courses, whatever, all of that acts differently. So a launch might it literally take different time for you and your business. But if those don't get planned, somehow those things feel like they never happen, right? Yeah. So the next piece is really breaking down your year into quarters. And so we suggest looking at your overall year and figuring out some key objectives. So number one, what's your financial goal? Number two, what is a driver for your financial goal? In the past, we have said like, always hands down, it should be subscribers. And yes, that typically is the number one driver of income. But if you can pinpoint something even more exact, I would love Mm -hmm. for you to do that. For us, we are going to utilize the number of paid students as our driver. Mm-hmm. The more we can drive students, the more we can drive income, and it's all related. And every student obviously like purchases different things, but over a specific time period, you can start averaging out mm-hmm. what a subscriber is worth or what a student is worth or what a customer is worth. What a referral is worth, like all of the things. Yeah. It could even be a follower. I I don't really Mm -hmm. like followers since you can't contact them. But having that number and being aware of what it is, you can start looking at averages over time. Okay, if I bring in, say, 10 new referrals, Mm -hmm. an average referral brings in two grand worth of business. Okay. Yep. So now all of a sudden I have 20 grand pretty much guaranteed if I bring in 10 referral clients. Yep. So if you're going to bring in 10 referral clients, then we would just want to break it down from there. And that's what Mm -hmm. you're going to end up making all your subtasks Mm -hmm. to accomplish that. But then I also like to have content be a driver. Mm -hmm. And I think we're at the point in the internet world land where you don't need as much as you used to, to be effective. Right. As long as you're using what you have effectively. Yes. (laughs) So we used to blog five days a week, but we don't need to anymore. Okay. But here's my, here's my caveat to that though. We don't need to anymore because people have finally heard about us. 
So like we were just talking about this the other day with Steph, I think about like literally the more you put out, especially at the beginning, the more chances then that like that pin is going to go viral or that sponsor will contact you for X, Y, Z, or this relationship could be built on Instagram because you're consistent, whatever, right? If you're still in the zone of people don't even know who the French toast you are, I believe in putting out quality content often. If it fits into your schedule, I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm not saying that this is your, your make or break, but if you're looking at like, well, there's no point in me posting five, even though I have time. Well, if no one knows about you still, I might reconsider that, but only if you're blogging five days a week with a beautiful pinnable graphic that you're actually pinning, that you're putting on group boards, that you have a system for it to be repinned, that you're talking about it on social. You know what I mean? Like there's no point in posting five days a week if you're never going to talk about it. Right. But there is a point if you're just like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself for six months straight. I'm going to publish five days a week or do a podcast this many times or a YouTube video this many times. Like it could be whatever content stream is relevant for your audience. But I do suggest going balls to the wall early and then scaling back. Sure. No, I agree. I 100% agree. But I think that content, whether you realize it or not, you consume content all the time. Every time you read a blog post, every time you listen to a podcast, every time you watch a video, every time you scroll Facebook, every time you scroll Instagram, every time you pin stuff on Pinterest, that is all content. If you do not have content related to your business, your discovery is going to be really, really hard. It's going to be hard for you to drive traffic when you don't have anything to bring them there, right? You can talk about yourself all you want, but unless you have a really good reason for them to come pay attention, I think it's really hard to get there. And so figuring out what your content channel is, but Mm -hmm. then what is your content plan and how is it going to drive traffic that is relevant Mm -hmm. to the products or services you're selling? Because you can't just... I've done this. I I can say this because I've done this, but you can't blog about recipes and expect to sell website design. Mm -mm. And Mm -mm. I'm only saying that because I have literally done that exact Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So make sure you're actually spending your time wisely, right? To talk to your actual ideal client. And the reason why content is kind of really high up there on our what you need to be thinking about first is because here's what most of you are doing. Creating, 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 and not selling. You're creating and selling a little bit and you have no plans of action to make it sustainable or to make it consistent. I know so many people and this go, This is true for both physical product-based people and digital-based people because it's so easy to do both, right? I'll just hold myself up in my studio and make like 50 bracelets tonight because I had this new idea come to me. But I have no plan of action to get them on social media or to get them in the hands of buyers or to put them on the website or no workflow. Like once I actually make the thing for anything to happen with it, I'm just going to do it because it feels fun. And the same thing for like, oh, I'm just going to make this quick ebook or PDF or video because it feels fun, but I have no reason for where this thing fits into like my customer journey. And so I want you to begin thinking about the customer journey as you're planning your new year. 
Well, and I think the cool part is I think so often, especially for you product-based people, you get confused about, well, why would I blog if I'm trying to get someone to buy my physical product? Like, I just don't get that. Well, your content doesn't have to be the same as someone's content who's selling services. So why not have your content be primarily photographs and you put them on a blog so you're driving them somewhere? Does that make sense? You could also just drive them straight to your sales page. I just find if there's a middle ground, people feel less pitchy, like they feel less pitched to. Yeah. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're all about small business owners getting paid. And we know that some of you listening still get stressed out when it comes time to crunch the numbers, run the reports, and treat yourself. Want to know why you should make the switch to Gusto? With one login, you can manage payroll, employees, benefits, and HR in one place. Plus, all your employee info and deductions stay synced and up to date, which helps eliminate many of the common errors you're bound to make. Gusto also saves you time. 72% of customers spend less than five minutes on running payroll. Gusto automatically, yes, I said automatically, files and pays your payroll taxes, compiles and sends your W-2s and 1099s and submits new hire forms. Set it and forget it. Plus, they got big time benefits for small businesses. Gusto offers tailor-made options for your business, such as health insurance, 401k plans, and more. Don't believe it? Just Google them. People love Gusto. How often do you actually love your payroll provider? 
sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy. Here's the deal. Most small businesses don't have an HR expert, but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not payroll or paperwork. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive, a limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. All you got to do is go to gusto.com slash strategy. So we're thinking about financial goals. We've blocked off our calendar of things that are hard stops on our year. We've maybe planned a couple of launches or a big burst of, of getting our product out there. We've thought about our content and kind of planned what that customer journey actually looks like. So now what? I think you have to really think about your systems and your workflow and who is doing what. So if you're a one-man show, this may be 100% focused on your client experience or your, your workflow from someone being interested to someone actually like requesting to work with you and like, what is that process like? And what are the things they receive? And how does that go? If you are, say, in a course-based business, you may be working on what are my email sequences look like? And how does someone go from social to opt-in to the sales sequence to purchase? Like working on those sort of things. And then as you're growing, it might end up being, okay, I need X person to come in to start fulfilling these tasks to free up my time so I can do X, Y, Z. And I find just in general, and after being in business a good solid three years, that first quarter, I'm not saying you can't make money first quarter because we do. Oh, yeah. No, we make money every first quarter. But it's always slower than every other quarter. And so if you can utilize that time to clean your act up and like make things run smoother. So when things do get crazy, you're ready for it. That's what we're doing. We spent the end of November prepping like for 2019, planning the actual year, what's happening, planning some team structuring things. And then January, February, we're like going to be hiring, vetting, onboarding, all of that. All behind the scenes stuff that makes this thing run. Yeah. So now here's the thing. I don't care when you start your business. I don't care how long you've been in business. So often, I think the thing that is forgotten with planning, especially making quarter objectives, is you don't get to stop doing everything you were already doing to switch <laughs> gears. <laughs> I, what? I think yeah, Emily's reaction is hilarious. <laughs> so, okay, yes, we're working on systems and hiring and all of that. But does that mean we stop spending money on Facebook ads to run to our evergreen funnel to like keep our tabs on that and check that frequently? No. No. <laughs> does that... <laughs> Does that mean we stop recording podcasts to have you guys listen to so that we can drive traffic to our products? No. 
Does that mean we shut down all of our courses and stop selling things? Hell no. Exactly. And does that mean that just because we haven't blogged that our Pinterest still isn't getting pinned? No. Does that mean just because Instagram is one of those like, I don't really know how it's serving our business, but we know it's good that we're still active on there on our feed and our stories? Right. Yes. Come on. There are so many moving parts of your business. And for the love of God, if you do not set up these systems, this is why you feel overwhelmed. Like you have to do all the things and like how you have to cut all the things. And you know the business owners who I'm talking about, right? That get like successful and they're like seemingly like there's some consistency going on and money's coming in and their audience is there. And all of a sudden, it's like they died. They just ghost the internet. You know who I'm talking about. Multiple people have done this. Oh my gosh. They shut down their blog. They shut down their podcast. They shut down their YouTube channel. They don't have an opt-in anymore. And it's like- they didn't actually die, by the way. They're just- They're still very much alive. They're so overwhelmed that they had to shut it all down. Don't be that person. We don't want that for you. You know, and it's, it's just about taking those little- Little baby sexy chunks <laughs> and like looking at these tasks and projects. And I know for me, my personality, I can see the big picture for sure. Like I get the big picture, but I am so detail oriented that when I see the big picture, I just see a thousand and one little teeny uh-huh. things that have to be done. And I have a tendency uh-huh. to get overwhelmed really fast. And so since I know that about myself, I know that when I'm planning, say, for a year (laughs) or a quarter, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to plan it out. But when I get it all planned and I I have it all the way batched down into my little daily tasks, that I have it so succinct that I can put blinders on. Mm-hmm. And I can only look at a week at a time. Because mm-hmm. if I look at everything all at once ever again, <laughs> like I can I can revisit on a monthly basis. I can revisit on a quarterly right. basis. But on a daily basis, no, I would it's too die. Much. It would be so bad. I would end up being that person that shut everything down. A hundred percent. And we've been close to that before. Oh, yeah. Like our feelings. Like we haven't been close to actually doing that. Like who are we kidding? But like the feeling inside of being like, should we literally just cut it all to do this over here? But like ultimately that's not serving the greater purpose that we want to. So we had to truly ask ourselves like, okay, how can we take ourselves out of this, but make it a still functioning part of our business? And if you're still the person that's trying to pretend and convince yourself that you have to be in everything for it to run properly, girl, it's time to wake up. Yeah. There are people and systems and zaps and automations and all the things that can run those things for you so you can go do and live in your zone of genius. All right. So once this is all planned, here's where a lot of you are just like, okay, I've planned it before. And then my year went to shit or I planned it before and then I didn't actually do any of it or I never looked at it again or whatever, right? So the thing that's missing for every single one of you 
are two key pieces of information. One of them you might have kind of figured out how to do from this episode or other episodes about how to set goals and plan, and that's strategic goal setting, right? But I still don't think you're doing it strategically enough. I think the things that you're saying you need to do aren't in line with the things that you say you want to accomplish. Okay. So there's that piece. But the other piece is structured accountability. Now, I'm not saying you all have to go get a business partner or that you have to go invest in a co-working space in, in your hometown or go get an office or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying... Having key players in your corner that are cheering you on, checking in on you, supporting you, and kind of being that coworker, I'm putting this in quotes, in your office so that you can stay focused. And so if those are the things that you're missing, and those are the things that you did not have this year, and maybe this year didn't go quite as planned, I strongly, strongly encourage you to go watch a free training that we have. It's called the greenhouse effect. And it's all about those two methods. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to repeat it. So be ready to hear it twice. The two methods I just told you are the only two that you need to focus on in order to reach five figures per year and beyond. The only two things you need to focus on to reach five figures per year and beyond. Okay. After being in business for three years and we were able to look back and see what made us different. What are the things that we relied on and how can we simplify that as much as possible, right? Because I will never be the business owner that says, oh, you have to have a blog to succeed. Oh, you have to sell courses. Oh, you have to do webinars. All that's bullshit. And anyone telling you that is lying straight to your (laughs) face. I'm like, seriously. But there are things that are consistent and true for every single business owner. And that is strategic goal setting and structured accountability. So we explain how you can accomplish that and why it's so important to you in a free training that you can unlock at cultivateyourbiz.com. You guys, I have never loved a training more. And I I, mm-hmm. I know my sister says I'm like the girl who cries wolf because I'm always like so excited about everything. But I'm serious. I really, 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 really enjoy this training. And I know (laughs) you're going to get a ton out of it. And you're going to come away with it with some aha moments. And you're going to be ready. I I think so often, it's so easy to get to a point where you start planning where the overwhelm sets in. And I want you to not feel that way. And if you are like, I need that calendar, I need those worksheets, I need that I need like someone to tell me what to do and how to do it. Like you will find that inside the membership we talk about inside this workshop. So go to cultivateyourbiz.com, start unlocking that plan for this year and Mm -hmm. let us help you navigate this online biz Mm -hmm. world. We have grown like gangbusters to put it in perspective. I have had months where I have only made $75 in business. And Mm -hmm. I have had months where I have made over $100,000 in business. So Mm -hmm. I have been there and I have walked the walk. So please let me show you and let me tell you how it can be easier for you. Yep. Go do that. 
and snap a pic of you watching the training. I, I love to see what people are doing while they're watching. So are you listening while you're doing a drive? Are you sitting at your couch? Are you with your kitties or your puppies or your tea? What are you doing? I want to see your setup and tag us on Instagram stories at Think Creative Collective and we share our favorites. So go to cultivateyourbiz.com and sign up for free right now. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.